If I hear rejection is God's protection one more time, I think I'm literally going to scream. I know there is an element of truth to that statement, but honestly, it completely rubs me the wrong way. Think about it for a second. Think about the last time you were rejected, whether it was being fired from a job or demoted at work. Maybe you were made redundant in your role. Maybe you found out that you weren't qualified to actually do something you really wanted to do and they picked someone else. It feels super crappy. It doesn't matter if it's a professional rejection. It all kind of feels personal and it's very painful. I know, you know, because we've all been there. We've all been rejected. Not that long ago, I actually got rejected pretty hard. I wanted to put my name forth for an event to speak. And I was attending a meeting, sitting around the table with all of these women who are organizing this event at my church. And when the opportunity for an MC came up, I thought, you know what? this is something I'd be really good at. And so I casually put my name forward. But even though I say it was casually, I really wanted it. It was something that I thought I could do, I could do really well, and that I thought would make a great opportunity for me to possibly speak in the future. Well, if you can imagine a stunned silence across the entire table, as the organizer completely glossed over the fact that I even put my name forward. I was stunned and humiliated. I literally sat there thinking to myself, I cannot believe I just did that. There is nothing worse than trying to do something, putting yourself out there and not receiving any kind of positive feedback or even worse, receiving negative feedback or rejection. Now to say that I was disappointed is a gross understatement because I had really put myself out there and my heart was like literally like in my stomach. And for a long time after that, it was really difficult for me to put myself forward again because I thought, well, if they think that, then everybody thinks that. And I couldn't seem to get around this rejection. I took it so hard, just this one little thing, just being an MC at event, that I was certain I was never going to be asked to speak anywhere again. And right there, that is how dreams go to die. When we believe something that others are projecting onto us, it can be really hard to recover. But I really believe that there are some surprising benefits to rejection. So kind of going back to what I first opened up with, is it really God's protection? Is it really a sort of redirection in your life? I don't think that all rejection is bad, even if it really hurts when it's happening. So today during this episode, I want to help you reframe how you are seeing rejection in your own life. Maybe particular circumstances that you have gone through, maybe some hurts that you've experienced. And if you've ever, ever faced rejection and you've internalized it to be true, and you are now sitting on a dream because you're afraid to move forward, I believe that you can have life breathed back into it. 
You're listening to The Courage Cast, a show to equip and empower women to live bravely. Each week we'll share coaching conversations and stories of women who are willing to face their fear and pursue their purpose. Here's your host, life coach, author, and your secret weapon. Hello, friend. Thanks for joining me. My name is Andrea Crisp. I'm your host, and I'm really glad that you're here today. I have got a great episode for you. I'm really excited about this topic and sharing it with you. But before we get into that, if this is your first time ever listening to the podcast, I'm so glad that you're here. I'd love to connect with you. If you haven't already found me on Instagram, you can find me at, at Miss Crispy. I'm also on Facebook and I also run a private Facebook group that I'm in every single day and I share wisdom. I just share stories and I like to just have conversation within the group. So if that is something you're interested in, you can find the link to that also in the show notes. Okay, take a deep breath, my friend, because we are talking about rejection, probably the subject that we least want to talk about. Well, that and money, but (laughs) rejection is also pretty bad. So maybe you've had a tough year. Maybe you've felt rejection in some way. Perhaps you've lost your job. Maybe you were made redundant within your position and you're wondering if you're going to get your job back or maybe you've been putting yourself out there trying to get a new job and it just hasn't been working out. Now we are going to be focusing a little bit on our professional lives today. So whether that is um, putting yourself out there in your career or as an artist and a creative building your own business or even finding ways to share what you have with the world. I know that it can feel really, really difficult and it can feel hard to think about putting yourself out there for fear of failure. And this year has been particularly rough when it comes to rejection because we've all felt this immense loss. And it's really no fault of our own, but it has nothing to do, can I just say, with what you've done or not done. Because this year, 2020, with COVID and all the things that have happened in the world, it is just one of those things that we're going to have to chalk up to, okay, it was 2020. But I know that you still might be feeling those emotions, the grief, the loss, the rejection. And maybe you were off work, you know, for a period of time over the summer or through the spring. And when everyone was called back, you weren't. Maybe you were sitting at home, applying for jobs, trying to figure out what comes next, and thinking about the fact that everyone else in your office had already been called back and for some reason you weren't. And that played a huge emotional toll on you. It's a mind game. And I know that it's hard. And I know that There may be no good reason for why they haven't called you back yet, but having said all that, I know that it still feels personal. Why do I know that? Because I've been rejected many, 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 many times, my friend. I have lost jobs. I have not gotten jobs. I have tried my very, very, very best to put myself out there in so many circumstances with a fear that I was going to be rejected, that people were not going to receive what I had to offer. So I want to talk to you about that 
Now, we've all heard the phrase thrown around that rejection is God's protection. And I remember the first time that I heard it, I was like, please never say that again. (laughs) I was literally thought I was going to lose my ever loving mind. There's nothing worse than getting a platitude when you've been rejected from something, when you've literally just found out that you've lost something or someone. And then someone says, you know what, it's probably a good thing because God's protecting you. It's literally the worst. It's the worst. So I want you to think back to a time where you were deeply hurt by someone that you really, really cared about, or you lost a job or you lost out on an opportunity. I want you to think about a time in your life where you experienced rejection. Now, I bet if you do that, if you just take a few seconds to do that, you might even feel like your chest tightening up or your heart starts to race or your hands start to get really clammy. Oftentimes, we have a physical response to the memories of rejection, to the memories of that painful event. And there is science that proves that we process rejection in the brain as actual pain. So whatever you might have been feeling at that moment when you were rejected, your brain stores that as a memory. So when you are fearing rejection again, or you're triggered, oftentimes your body remembers not only the emotional pain that you experienced, but also maybe how you were feeling physically that day. And it can stay in our bodies for years and can be triggered over and over again, which is why I think it is so important for us to be able to reframe rejection in our lives so that we can move forward, so that we can find new ways of being able to put ourselves out there, to take risks, to um, be more creative and collaborative. Because if we are not able to do those things because of our fear of rejection, we are going to play small, we're going to stay hidden, and we are never ever going to see our dreams come to fruition. So The problem that we find with rejection is that too often, once we are rejected, once we've experienced rejection, we want to avoid it like the plague. And you can look back at your childhood. There is probably a moment where you remember being rejected on the schoolyard by a friend, by someone who really wanted to be hanging out with. Maybe it was like being in a particular group. And you know that feeling. It can You can feel it already. I mean, I remember personally being in the ninth grade and going in. All of my friends were going to a different high school. And this was my first year at a school without friends. And I had no one to eat with for the first few days. And it was awful. It felt so bad. But even worse than how that felt was the fact that unbeknownst to me, my mom had called someone from the church who was also in my grade and she invited me to hang out with them for lunch, which was great for the first few weeks because I got to meet these people and I got to eat lunch until I 
overheard one of the girls in the bathroom telling another girl that my mom had called my friend. Oh, that was so painful. And it lodged in my memory. It was seared in my body that I had been not wanted, that I wasn't chosen in this group. Now I was in the group, but that didn't mean they really wanted me in the group. And that probably started a chain of reaction that to this day I have been unraveling. And maybe for you, the memory is different. Maybe something different happened to you when it comes to rejection. But there may be times in your life where if it is pressed on or triggered in some way, you relive that moment and it keeps you from putting yourself out there. Now, the first time I was ever fired, and I've talked about this on the podcast many, many times because I've been fired quite a few times. It's not something I should probably brag about, but um, it's, it's part of my story. So I just want to share it as, you know, the way it is. But I worked in college at a gas station, probably in my junior year. My dad had gotten me this position and it was one of four jobs that I had that summer. I was also a bartender at Swiss Chalet. I was working at a women's clothing store and I was also working at a big retail store. And I wasn't really getting many hours at that big retail store, which was kind of like my mainstay job. So I was like juggling four jobs. Now, of all of these four jobs, the one I hated the most was the one at the gas station. And it wasn't because I didn't really like the people I work with, although they weren't great. Um, I had one manager who was awesome, but the rest of them were like, meh, you know, I could take it or leave it. But I did hate wearing the outfit, the polyester outfit I had to wear. There was a Tim Hortons at the gas station and I had one Tim Hortons outfit and one gas station attendant outfit. Now, Here's a little bit of a window into who I am. I am the type of person who I don't like to have to do what people tell me all the time. I like to kind of like carve my own path, so to speak. So needless to say, I was told that I had to say certain things when people came into the store. I had to offer them um, an upgrade on their octane level, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, needless to say, I did not do that. And I got shopped twice and I ended up losing my job at the gas station. Now, that day when I got fired, I was relieved. Like legitimately, I was like, thank God, I hate this job. And it was like best case scenario. However, it was about a year, maybe two years later, I got fired from a different position. This time I was working as a graduate assistant at the graduate college when I was getting my master's degree. It was a three-year position. And in the third year, while working for the associate dean, who is basically the worst boss in the history of the world, uh, she was the like seriously one of the hardest people to work for. I got called into her office and about midway through the last semester before I was going to graduate, she fired me. Now, here's the thing. I had never really known or understood what she ever expected of me because she couldn't communicate it. She never told me anything. So I was always guessing. I was always shooting from the hip. 
And my own perfectionist tendencies got in the way because I was spending way too much time doing things that she didn't want me to do and not enough time spending the time on things that she did want me to do. But the, the really the expectations were not communicated clearly. I didn't know and I was just assuming and I was scared of her so I didn't want to ask. And needless to say, I got fired from the job. Now, instead of taking this one in stride, kind of like the one I did with the gas station, it rocked my world. I was completely devastated and I was in shock because this was really going to affect my life and I didn't see it coming. And I remember being in the meeting and she was telling me and I started to like cry And then by the time I left the meeting, I was like in hysterics and I was crying all the way down the hallway. It was like the worst day. I remember it's still seared into my memory to this day. But the difference that it made in my life was big because I lived in the U.S. I relied on having this job. I couldn't just get a job anywhere because I was a Canadian citizen. So it really mattered that I had this money coming in because it paid for my graduate assistantship And it gave me money as a stipend. So I lost my last semester's worth of tuition. And I also lost any pay that I would have gotten after that point. And I was out that money. And I was a college student, a graduate student, trying to survive in a country where I could not just get a job. And I definitely couldn't find another graduate assistantship before the end of the year And I was about to graduate in like two and a half months. It was my first taste of really feeling the pinch financially. That rejection left an indelible imprint on my subconscious because every time I had trouble with someone after that, every time I worked for somebody that was really difficult to work with, it triggered my fear of trying to please them, of not being enough and potentially losing my job. And then being at a place where I couldn't afford to live, I wouldn't be able to pay my bills. And what if things went sideways? And if it had already happened one time, then it probably could happen again. And you know what? It did. It actually happened multiple times after that. But I'll get to that in a bit. Okay, let's turn it over to you here. I've shared a bit of my story, but I want to talk about you and I want to talk about the rejection that you may be facing right now because I know that it's hard and I know that you know that you've gone through it and you have your own story and you have your own memories and there are probably things that are triggering you and stopping you from taking steps in your own life. Rejection may be the reason why you are not taking brave steps right now. Think about that. The rejection you faced in elementary school, in junior high, in high school, in college, the job loss, the relational loss, it doesn't really matter how it came. What matters is that it happened and that you are having a hard time processing and reframing it and being able to move forward. Rejection may be the reason why you're not vulnerable in relationships, that you don't show up as the best version of yourself in your job, that you don't bring all the ideas that you want to bring to the table, that you are not just putting forth things because you're fearful of how you may be perceived. Rejection may be the reason why 
you feel inadequate right now and you worry about what others think of you. You worry about whether or not you'll have their approval. You worry about whether or not you'll ever belong in a community or in a group of people. Rejection is really, really tough. So whether it's rejection from the schoolyard or being rejected and a loss of a job or the heartache of a very, very painful breakup, no one, no one wants to continue to be rejected. Okay, so let's go back to that statement right at the beginning. Rejection is God's protection or rejection is redirection. Could that possibly be a true statement? What could rejection possibly have to teach you about who you are as a person? Is it possible that rejection is going to lead you down a path that you would never have considered before? Could it be that rejection is setting you up for something even better? What I didn't realize when I lost my job at the gas station, even at the time, was it was going to free up my time because I already had three other jobs and all of a sudden I had this time available and one of my jobs picked up those hours and I wasn't spread so thin. I didn't hate my life anymore. I really, really hated working at the gas station. And when I lost my job at the graduate college, I didn't realize that I was going to get offered a position at the school that I was working at full time the next year. And that if I could just get through a couple of months, I was going to be okay. But I didn't know that at the time. And I was so afraid of what could possibly happen, but I didn't realize what it was actually setting me up for. So think about that. What is the rejection in your life setting you up for right now? Maybe it's been something that you have been trying to process for quite some time now. And all you can see is the hurt and the pain. But what if you take a moment to reframe that and actually see it from a different vantage point? Could it possibly be redirecting you to move forward? I mean, here's the thing. It's all a matter of perspective. It's all a matter of how you are willing to see things. And yes, we all know that it's easier to see things in hindsight. It's easier to go, okay, well, I learned that because, you know, that was five years ago or that was three months ago. And it's also much easier to see when it's not our lives. Like if you're looking at your friend's life, it's easy to see how they could possibly frame rejection, but it's a lot harder to see when it's in your own yard. Rejection can motivate you to pursue things in your life that you would have never, ever dreamed of doing. I need to say that again because I think somebody needs to hear that. Rejection can motivate you to pursue things in your life that you would have never dreamed of doing. When I look back at my own career trajectory, I never thought I would be doing what I'm doing today. Never. It didn't even cross my mind. But I would never have gotten here today unless I had been rejected in other ways. When doors had closed and I had to find a different solution and I had to find something else that I was going to do with my life, I had to come to an understanding that 
that was the end. Like I was done. I was needing to move on in my career. And coaching became something for me that I would never have thought of for myself. And not only do I get to coach, but I also host the podcast. So I get to write and I get to speak and I get to share and I get to share things that I've learned and things that I've experienced in my life. And I also have opportunities to collaborate with people that maybe I wouldn't have been able to do. And they're all on my terms, which is something that I didn't experience before because I was always working for someone. But I would have never known that if I had not lost my job. But rejection can motivate you to pursue something that you would have never dreamed of. And when you're searching for solutions to a problem, often loss can be a really, really good motivator. Rejection also reveals our humanity. It reveals that we don't know everything. Contrary to what we want to believe that maybe we do know everything, the process of rejection, things that we go through, really illuminate how much of our character is being seen by people. And what do we need to change? Who are we? And what do we truly, truly want out of life? It's the same thing when you think about loss and rejection. And maybe you've seen people in the celebrity culture who have gone through this whole big character revealing process where they've lost something or they have kind of fallen from the pedestal that they are on. And all of a sudden, it really reveals their true character. And I think it's the same with us. When we are rejected, when we face loss, our character is also being seen. And it's really a great opportunity for us to learn about ourselves, to become a little bit more self-aware. Rejection paves the way to creativity and collaboration. And here's why. Because when you experience a loss, when you experience hurt, when you experience a devastating blow, you have to come up with a solution to move forward. You have to be more solution oriented. And that's all about being creative. And there is no better time to start something new, to dream a bigger dream, to try your hand at something than when you've gotten a big fat no from somebody else. I mean, if you're sitting on something right now, it could be that this is your moment. This is the time for you to step out and actually do what you feel in your heart to do. We've all seen the difference in our own lives when we've used rejection as a catalyst for growth, when we've used rejection as an opportunity to be creative or collaborative, when we've used rejection to refine our character, or when we've allowed rejection to keep us playing small, to lick our wounds and to be bitter and sad and to think that no one's ever going to choose us, that we're never going to go where we need to go. If you're trying to reason out what went wrong and why it went wrong, my friend, you are going to drive yourself nuts. 
Although there is nothing innately wrong with trying to figure out what happened so that it doesn't happen again, if that is consuming you, if that is keeping you from moving forward, you've got to let it go. Focusing a bulk of your time on something that is not going to yield anything positive is just going to keep you in a holding pattern and you don't want that. You may be facing rejection right now, or you may have perceived that you are being rejected by the way someone is treating you. Now you may be facing rejection right now, or you may be in a place where you're just coming out of it. But if you're in that space where rejection really stings and you're in the messy middle, you need to know that I completely understand and that I've been there. And I know that it can feel debilitating. And I know that you might want to wallow in it. You might want to just feel all the feels with it. But please, my friend, remember when you have processed your emotions, it is time to move on. Take a step back. Look at what's happening from a completely different vantage point and then get really honest with yourself. Is there something that has been coming to the forefront that needs your attention? And when you stop to think about that, when you start to see the possibilities are emerging, you may start to see that something new is happening right in front of your eyes. And that maybe something needs to change and has needed to change for a while. You might even find that what was working before doesn't work anymore. It doesn't serve you anymore. It doesn't add value to your life. It is not a priority for you. And you may even see that you feel completely differently about what you were doing and the possibility of what you can do now. And you might feel differently, not only about that, but about yourself, you may even start to value yourself more and to really be able to see the worth in who you are. And I want you to to ask yourself this question. In the space that you were in, in the role that you played, in the place that you felt as though you had been rejected, were you being limited? Were you playing small? Were you hiding Was your confidence at the point that you needed it to be to dream bigger dreams? Your emotions aren't wrong by any stretch of the imagination. You are allowed to feel all the feels and those emotions are there to help you process and they will guide you to taking the next step in your life. And more often than not, your emotions are going to be a good indicator at how you can heal from the pain and the loss. So I want to encourage you to embrace your emotions, acknowledge what they are, and then feel them, feel the pain, feel the loss, and be able to accept that it is exactly what it is. Now, at the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned that I might have been fired not only once, not only twice, but multiple times. (laughs) Okay, I've been fired quite a bit of times. And I know that it seems bad, but honestly, my friend, it is part of my journey. It's part of my story. And there were things in each of those positions, in each of those circumstances that I needed to learn. Like, for example, I needed to learn that I needed to stop trying so hard. 
I mean, that's one thing. I'm a perfectionist in recovery and it's hard for me to not want everything to be just perfect. I needed to learn that it was okay for me to speak up for myself and to speak up for others, to take up the fight when it needed to be fought. I needed to learn that fighting for what is important may be hard, but it's always, always going to be worth it. I needed to learn that it's not always about me, that sometimes things happen and they just happen. And I don't need to internalize it as something that I've done, but I can move on. I needed to learn that sometimes it's just time for a change and I need to be redirected. I needed to learn to stand on my own two feet and that it's okay to really pursue what it is that I truly think is important in my life. It's okay for me to take a step out and dream again. It's okay for me to take a step out and be brave and put myself out there in the world, even if I fail. And even if I get rejected one more time, friend, I know that this has been a lot, but I want to remind you as you may be processing through rejection in your own life, maybe it's a professional rejection or maybe it is a personal rejection, which I really didn't touch on today. It doesn't matter what kind of rejection you're feeling. There is always a silver lining in it. There is always something you can learn from it, but you have to reframe how you are looking at it. Now, you may not reframe it today because today you may be in all the feels. And if that's the case, then allow yourself to go through that process first. And then when you've embraced it and when you've accepted and acknowledged where you're at, then you can begin the process of reframing what has happened so that you can start looking forward to what is possible for your life. And if that is you, if you're ready to take that next step, if you're ready to dream again, if you're ready to really, really understand the full value of your purpose and potential, I would love to have a conversation with you. And I'd even love to work with you and help you to move that forward. So I'm offering you a free 30 minute phone call where we can talk about maybe some of the challenges you faced, maybe even some of the hurt and rejection that you've gone through so that you can reframe it and you can begin to see it in a new way and see what is possible for your life. So just go to my website. It's andreacrisp.ca forward slash schedule and you'll be able to book a time with me. Friend, I've loved being with you today. Thanks for joining me. Next week, I'm going to be talking about something that I think you're really going to want to hear. And it's all about what comes next. When you've had pain, when you've had loss, when you've had rejection, when things did not go as planned. 2020, come on 2020. When things didn't go as planned, what do you do next? And I'm going to be talking about that next week. So make sure you tune in. Until next time. Remember, you have everything you need to live bravely. If you like this episode of The Courage Gas, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating and review, and while you're there, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Original music and production by Stephen Crilly.